0: Welcome to the Better Than Black Friday podcast party. I am so excited to bring you an entire week of podcasts dropping every single day for free alongside the offer party that I am launching for the Better Than Black Friday sale all of this week from the 20th of November all the way to the 27th. So if you wanna know how to blow up your sales, your marketing, your energy for your business for the final month of the year so that you can move into 2024 feeling the best you've ever felt about your business, making more sales than ever before and being able to stand up Full your message, then keep your eyes glued to your notifications on your podcast app because I am dropping a brand new juicy episode every single day, just like this one. And if you want to know how to work with me for the rest of the year, you want to be able to work with me at a fraction of the price, join the offer party by going down into the show notes of this episode and clicking the little thing that says join my email list where you're going to get a new offer every single day this week that is up to 85% off like I repeat 85% off most of these offers are 75% off and they're from as little as 27 pounds 27 27 like what the literal fluffballs so if you're excited to join me for the podcast party then do me a favor and screenshot this episode chuck it onto your stories and let the world know you are listening to this podcast episode right now I love you let's get into the goods Oh hey queen, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the Biz Queen podcast. Today's episode, I feel like I say this every time, but it's so exciting because we have one of my amazing mastermind queens on the pod today for a chat about the insane transformation that has happened in her business over the last six months. This queen came to me in May this year to talk about the fact that she wanted... Quit. She wanted to give up. She was so close to packing it all in and sticking with her nine to five because it was stable, because it was secure, because she wasn't seeing her hard work paying off. Like she is no stranger to hard work. You will see throughout this podcast interview, but she's no stranger to doing the freaking work. Do you know what I mean? She was ready to do what it takes. She just had no clear direction. She was running herself into the ground, trying to maintain her normal corporate job and promote her coaching business. She had been with mentors and coaches and in programs and you know, memberships and all the things in the past and something wasn't clicking. And we in the last six months have completely flipped her business on its head. She wanted her goal for like five years time. It was legit like a, this is a pipe dream will never happen, but I'm just going to say it and put it out into the world and hope that one day it comes true. She told me I want to be able to one day quit my job, move to Thailand and live just like a life traveling, doing what I want to do while serving a community of people. And she honestly thought that she would never be able to do that. She had no more than like three or four clients at any one time. She could never get past the five client mark. Now, six months later, she has tripled her monthly recurring revenue. She is earning literally three times the amount she was when she was with me uh, in May. Not only that, she has just handed in her notice, Ah, handed in her notice to move to Thailand. She has booked her one-way freaking ticket to Thailand and all of her business dreams are coming true. And if she can freaking do it, so can you so i hope this episode lights a fire under your butt to know that anything is possible that that success in business is not only reserved for the you know crazy extroverts for the people who are loudest for the people who are you know way out there and and want to do the icky tactics you can stay true to yourself you can stay authentic and you can still build a wildly successful and impactful business, you just need to know the exact how. And this episode is giving you a teaser at the how. So strap in baby dogs, this episode is gonna be a juicy one. Before I let you crack on with this podcast interview, just so you know, there is a brand new offer dropping today, which is the Content Crusher bundle over on the Offer Party uh on my email list so click into the show notes of this episode go and join the offer party and you will get the Content Crusher bundle for 60% off. It's more than 60% off, but for ease, 60% off. And if you're curious about how Donna got started, she started with one of my intensives. So the intensive that's coming, the 28 day Slack sprint that's coming on Wednesday, you might wanna put a pin in that day as well because that's where Donna started. She started with a month intensive with me and so if you want to follow the same path that Donna did keep your eyes peeled to the email list where I'll be sending that offer then I love you so much go and have a fabulous day and I'll let you crack on with the episode Donna introduce yourself let us know for the podcast listener who you are and why we're actually even having this conversation today just so we can all get on the same page
1: Okay, so I'm Donna. I am a body image coach. I'm a personal trainer and nutrition coach but I like to specialize in the area of body image and helping people feel good about their bodies independent of fat loss and the reason that we're doing this podcast is because I want other coaches to realize that you really can be as authentic as you like and you can spread your message with confidence you can build even though it might feel like you can't you can you absolutely can but you need often and what I needed was some assistance from your lovely self so today we're just going to go through what really really helped me get clear and focused and bold in what I'm about
0: I love this because I honestly feel like your transformation over the last six months. So for context, we started an intensive together six months ago. Now it was uh, in May. Wow. So I know, can you believe that? I feel like you've been in my world for literally ever, but then (laughs) also I feel like it's been like one minute. So, (laughs) but I remember the very first call that we had, I wrote down in our notes that you were like this close and obviously people can't hear me. So like, Way for thin close to giving up because you would had just like no traction no clients for months like you felt like you know you really loved the the group program vibe but you felt like you had to do one-to-one first and you couldn't get enough people in to have, to run a group to the the way you you know the standard you wanted it to be and you were like just so close to just packing it all in and like carrying on your nine-to-five right tell me tell me more about that tell me where you were six months ago
1: just frustrated, like really frustrated. Like, my problem has never been hard work. As you know, like I'm an action taker. Some, you know, give me a few bullet points, g- give me some actions. I'll go do it straight away. And I think there's a lot of people out there exactly the same. They're not afraid of hard work. You know, running a coaching business isn't easy. So you're not shy to do the work. But when you feel like what you're doing isn't working, it's incredibly frustrating. You know, you're, you're putting in the hours, you're doing what you think you're supposed to be doing. And you want to help people. So you've got like the, the, you know, I, I just want to do good and I want to make my impact. And when, and when everything you try just, just doesn't seem to be working. It, of course you want to give up. You just think this isn't for me. This is not for me. I'm I'm just not cut out for this. Uh, and you see all the other coaches on social media or around you doing really well, because that's how you start thinking. Like everybody else is doing so brilliantly and I'm not. And it, yeah, it's pretty soul crushing. So that's where I was. And I was really keen. And I've had a dream for a long time to quit the corporate world to uh, work abroad. And it just felt like, how am I going to do that? I, I just couldn't see how I was going to make it happen. So that's where I was six months ago.
0: Yeah. And like, <clears throat> for you, I just know that that all of that, like quitting your job, moving to freaking Thailand was like the big goal of yours. Like, Having a business that actually made the difference in the world that wasn't just like, you know, your little side gig of coaching alongside your full time corporate job. Like you want to make you, you want to build an empire. Let's less unapologetically shout about that for a second. You want to build a community full of people that, that want to change their lives, change the way they feel about themselves because you, you're out the other side of it and you know how good it feels. And like, you're right. It does feel soul crushing when things aren't working. And I know you were there six months ago. But A, let's let's split this into two parts right now. A, you are now, you've literally, what, last week, the week before, handed in your notice mm-hmm. for your full-time job and yep. tell me what else you're doing.
1: Moving to Thailand.
0: In six months. Six yep. freaking months. Tell me how yep. that feels. Do
1: you know, it, I just feel calm. I just feel like, at last... Like at last it's, it's moving in the right direction. I'm sure so many coaches can resonate with this feeling that you're just at the bottom of the hill, pushing up this huge, huge rock and you're pushing it up a bit and it's going back down again. And you're pushing it up a little bit more and it's coming back down again. And, and that's where a lot of people will give up. But when you actually get somewhere, that feeling of just, for me, it's just peace. It's just, ah, and breathe. Like I can do this. I thought I could, I just didn't know how. And the fact that it is happening now and that i am following my dream and i'll just put it out there that the you know i i respect stability and i you know jacking your job in and going uh, to live in another country that's not for everyone that's not everyone's dream but it's it's my dream and it's something that i've wanted to do for a long time and so the fact it's finally happening of course it lights a fire under you i think anybody that has a desire and they're actually making it happen that feels it's like I feel calm but super excited at the same time and it's it's a really lovely feeling you know it's it's a feeling that that all coaches should have
0: yeah do you know I I talk about this feeling a lot and I feel like we spoke about it actually in was it the end 2023 strong workshop of that the the feeling of peace The feeling of like the waves, I spoke about the waves, wasn't I? Of like the, you know, it was all choppy and like it's, yes, it's exciting, but it's also chaotic and it's scary and it's like whatever. And like, it's like the safest and the funnest place to be is in that calm, is Mm. in that like you have full faith, full trust that what you're doing is working. And I think that's a really powerful and underrated place to be in as a coach because there's there's none of that chaotic energy there's none of that panic mode and like there's so many times over I mean you've been coaching for three years and there's so many times where you have probably hit that panic mode Mm -hmm. and and you've probably been maybe at similar points or similar things have happened in the last six months that have happened over the last three years but you navigate them differently because Mm. you've got that full body trust in yourself is that something that's always been there for you that that I know that this can work, even if I don't know how I know this can work. Or is that something you've had to build up?
1: I think I've always had potential. And I think, again, a lot of coaches will resonate with that. It's like, you know, you've got something inside, you know, that you're capable, you know, that you can do it. You just need that springboard. You need that traction. And then, you know, then it becomes easier. And I think whenever, I mean, whether it's coaching, whether it's starting any new business, of course it's difficult. You don't just like start a business and then suddenly you're flooded with with clients. It's it is a build up. You do have to build momentum, um, which is something that you talk about a lot, building this momentum. And over the last six months, my goodness, yes, things have gone up and down. It's not like the last six months have just gone up, 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 up. Like, yeah, there's days where, you know, I unexpectedly had four one to one clients. Um, or just say like, oh, I think I'm going to have to leave for financial reasons. You know, nothing wrong with my coaching, just that they just weren't in a place. And of course, you're always going to get those unexpected things. But being able to just go, it's cool because my business model is 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 like some- one that I'm happy with. It, I know it's going to support me gaining new clients. And that was something that I just feared all the time, this scarcity mindset, you know, oh God, where's the next person coming from? Even though I had evidence to show they do appear. They do appear through different methods. Um, but every time someone went, I was terrified that I couldn't replace them. And I'm sure so many coaches uh, understand that. And so when you stop, uh, when when you look at the other things and you say, is my content right? Is my business model right? Is my framework right? Is everything set up in the way that I want it to be? Yes sweet okay then the clients will come and go that's okay but they remain constant so as long as you can accept that one part of it is up and downing just like when you're dieting and it's all up and down up and down but the way that you approach things is steady then they they will keep coming
0: yeah how do you get yourself in that mindset though because you know so say for example for four one-to-one clients leaving that's a big hit like that's a big like holy fudge balls. What Mm -hmm. am I going to do now? And you've, you know, you've actively said you've, you've built up, especially over the last six months, but you've been doing it for the whole three years. You've been building up the evidence that clients are coming, that are going to come in. You've built up the, the strategic placement of your business model to make sure that you've got that kind of repeatable marketing strategy. How do you trust yourself that that is fine, even when you get those big hits?
1: So I think first of all, it's okay to feel crappy if you have a bad week in in your business, just the same as any business. Losing clients is not pleasant, um, even when they're you know it's it's a real kind of bittersweet, and they're so ready, and you're so proud or whatever. Yeah, it's still like you're going to miss them and and all that st- and all that stuff. But the way that so first of all, it's like what can you do? So pivoting is like my favorite word at the moment. Pivot like every single day week, month, you're just pivoting to what is happening. And that doesn't mean you're working in a reactive way. So you can still be very proactive, but you are pivoting. So, okay, I've lost four clients this this month. Right, what, what do I do? So lead magnets are really important for me because I don't have a big following. And it's very, very easy as a coach to feel like, oh, I'm just a little fish in a big pond. And how how on earth am I going to make an impact? And when I first came to you, I, I had like a handful of clients and financially, you know, I wasn't, wasn't making a, a lot of money. And so lead magnets are important because I have to broaden my audience. I have to bring people in. And so I can't just rely on posting something on Instagram and expecting a ton of DMs from it. That's not how it's going to work for me. And so what am I doing proactively to, to bring people in? So I used to love running the like five-day challenges. I absolutely love that because it would give people a flavor for what I do. Um, but over time, you know, five day challenges is a lot of work. And so I would say to do that frequently, unless you're doing the same thing. So you don't have to do any extra work, like you've got all the kind of templates all ready to go, um, then maybe looking at other ways. So free guides or um, you know uh, master classes so you had the fantastic suggestion to kind of break a master class into three days um, and that was fantastic and it's a, you know it's a bit less you've got to look at what your capacity is and at the time you know I've obviously been holding down a full-time job that I also like to dedicate you know I'm, I'm not one of these people that likes to half-ass half-ass things I can't do it, it doesn't feel good for me so I still want to give a good uh, service in my 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 business at the same time as fulfilling my role to a good standard in the corporate world so it's a lot and for me to just keep churning out lead magnet after lead magnet that requires lots of extra work that doesn't really suit what's going on for me so it's just about trying to work a bit smarter and you know putting together a free guide is is a really simple way to do that obviously if you can look at what is um you know, a time of year, obviously Christmas coming up, Easter, all the things that people tend to struggle with. You can focus on those. But really, you're just trying to drill down into what is it that your audience need and want. And yes, giving them something free, something that gives them a flavor for you. But then thinking about the next step, what's the next step? Okay, you've given them this free guide. Don't just give them a free guide and off they go. What's the next step? So how are you creating that lead magnet? What's, you know, is there a link in there to a video so they can go and have a look at something else? And um, so you've been really valuable with just helping me think a little bit more in terms of what's next. And that's what I always think when I'm creating.
0: Yes, I love this because I think you're so right. Like this this is, is something that I think has changed your business so much. Because you've been thinking about the long game. So instead of thinking, how am I going to get the next client? How am I going to get the next client? We've like strategically placed that lead magnet, which is amazing and and so, so good. You've over delivered in that lead magnet. It's passive. So you don't have to do any other work for it. So this gets to be working for you in the background. But what it's really doing is building trust for that small community you've got. Like you said, you don't have a million eyes on your posts to, like be able to drop a a thing saying buy my coaching and people will snap it up so you've got to build that trust in some way and that's such a good way for you to have been building that trust and I think that's built so much momentum for you but then you're right having that next step and I think for you there was there was no logical order so it was like okay you can do the free thing and if you want to join my coaching I guess you can join my coaching but you, you you didn't have that like logical this is what you need to do next and so I think adding those steps in has been game-changing for your business and like can we just drop in the fact that you have tripled your income over those six months just by adding that in fact that's a lie not just by adding that by doing two things to me the the creating that clear stepping stone into your coaching so the lead magnet the upsell the the coaching experience the intensives you know adding a few different ways to build that trust but not only that we've really lent into your message we've really gone right how can we shout this message with your full chest um I think those are the two things that have made that that income skyrocket for you over the last and like become predictable like you last month hit your highest cash month yeah to me I don't see this slowing down mm. um, because we're just going to keep building on the things that we've built right so tell me a little bit about the I mean I, I'm like we could go into so many different parts here but tell me a little bit about leaning into your message because the decision to move away from the more let's call it just more vague I think that there's a lot of coaches that really struggle to shout about a message that isn't physique related and something that you have been against from day one is using your body to sell like using your kind of or physique goals to sell your coaching because your coaching is not about what people look like and a lot of coaches fall into that trap of sticking with something they don't really believe in aka maybe fat loss or just just training for physique because it's easier to sell where do you sit in that how do you feel about that and and what has made you kind of make that decision to say I'm not gonna lean into that side of things because it's not what I believe in so
1: I've never use transformation pictures and i'm certainly not against other coaches using them but the people that i want to attract are not the people who just want to get on the scales at the at the end of every day or week and have that as their main uh measure of success i want to i want to coach people who are really sick of doing that and they've just reached a point where they know they want different they're just not sure what different looks like And, you know, I've had people come to me and say, I didn't even know that your style of coaching existed. You know, I thought you just kind of lost weight. That's what you did. And to say, no, no, we, you know, we don't do that in my world. Of course, you can lose body fat. Like, I'm not like, no, you're not allowed to lose body fat. You know, that's crazy. But we definitely don't make it the focus. So we focus on how you feel about your body and what your belief system is, and then how your behaviors. Uh, manifest as a result of those beliefs. So of course, there's lots of people out there that have been damaged by diet culture that have been damaged by previous experiences, comments from family, maybe they've always had a problem with their, uh, their weight, maybe they haven't, but it's just been a more recent thing. Maybe they are in a very um, healthy, you know, societally accepted body, and yet all they can see are flaws. You know, from my personal experience, I used to uh, have an eating disorder and so I very much struggled with my relationship with food, uh, with exercise and my body. And I felt worse about myself at a very lean size 8 than I did when I was in like a size 12 to 14 body. And so I, I know that it's the relationship you have with your body And of course there are people out there that, you know, they might've just put a bit of weight on because they've been more indulgent and they just want a bit of accountability uh, to get back to into their size 10 genes. Fine. You know, there are people out there that have a very healthy relationship with food. They just want a bit of accountability, but I want to coach the people who have been a bit messed up with all these conflicting dieting messages over the years, then they're stuck. They don't know which way to turn. And by, being more compassionate to themselves by looking at where their beliefs stem from and trying to challenge those beliefs, they naturally start to engage in more healthful habits, but they want to, they feel good about it rather than coming from a place of deprivation and, oh God, let's go on another diet. I hate this stuff. And of course, when you coach the right people, the people you want to coach, you get the results that you both want, and then you feel freaking good about it And it gives you the confidence that there are people out there, that there are people that need that stuff. And I think this is what coaches worry about. They're like, oh, if I change my messaging, I'm just going to, everyone's just going to drop off the face of the earth. And that's not what happens. You might get some people leave, but then you get other people come in, other people that do need what you're doing. And the more people that you get, the more that solidifies, the more evidence you have that what you're doing is where you're meant to be. Um, And it feels great. But I will just say that it had to be the clarity around the messaging that came before anything else. Yeah. Really important.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the the piece that so many coaches are missing and the piece that actually, I think we spent pretty much the whole of our first intensive. We had a month intensive. uh, We did two intensives uh, back to back and then you came into the mastermind. And I think those two intensives pretty much the whole of of the first one at least was just clarity around the messaging. Because you needed to be bolder in that because you're right. There are so many people out there that are missing that message because there's no one shouting about it. And -hmm. you had to be the person to shout about. You had to be, like, in my eyes, I don't see many other coaches doing what you do in the way that you do it. And that's why, more than anything, it needed to be shouted about and it needed to be bolder, it needed to be bigger and it needed to be clearer. Mm. And uh, walk me through how you kind of found that or how I guess we found it together over, let's let's kind of laser focus on that first month of intensives of just
1: what you really did to, to make sure you got loud. So I think my messaging and my content was a bit all over the place you know it was a it was a bit of exercise it was a bit of you know I'd put up reels showing some fitness stuff then I'd do about food stuff and then I'd throw a little bit in about body image and then I would do and and it was like I, I wasn't so crystal clear on anything I was just and when you're kind of mediocre at lots of things you don't stand out like you never will and body image is something that's always fascinated me because of my own experience but from what I You only have to speak to women. I mean, how many times do you hear people saying, oh, I wish if, you know, I look at photographs of 10 years ago and I just had no idea that I was in such good shape then. And why couldn't I see it then? You know, body image is a really complex, uh, multifaceted topic and it interests me. But I'd always been like, oh, but, you know, how, how do I put that in? Well, I'm telling you now, there is so much content that you can produce on body image. And of course, like you, yes, I still put things up about exercise, about food, because healing your relationship with food kind of goes hand in hand with improving your your body image. But it's always got this same message yeah. that changing your body will not necessarily make you feel the way you're expecting to feel. So let's make sure that we improve your body image, we improve your mindset and we heal your relationship with food. And that's going to get you to where you want to be, not just restricting and trying to lose lose weight. And it was, when you have a coach, this is why it's so important for coaches to have coaches, because you need validation, you need reassurance, you need this like, oh, you know, I'm thinking this thing, and you need someone to say, yeah, that's good, go and shout about it. And this is, like I said, hard work was never my problem. It was Oh, I just need a bit of, um, yeah, go do that. It's almost like I needed permission. And so those that intensive was so fantastic because what I've needed for a long time was someone to bounce things off of. And so I love communities, I love groups, but I needed someone to give me some direction. Yeah. And you, in that first month, like 100%, you gave me that. Um, And then in the second month, I was clearer. And it was just about sort of building on that um, and and becoming bolder in it. Um, And it's also really interesting, because when you're trying to do this stuff, it challenges you a lot, like, oh, do I think I'm capable of delivering this message? Do I feel like, you know, if I put, if I put pictures up of like myself in a bikini and I don't have the, the super, most super lean body is that going to attract negative comments can I handle that it starts to bring up all that stuff so that might be where some resistance is coming from but when you get people saying oh my goodness you've helped me feel so much better you're like I am meant to be doing this like this is this is working I'll tell you another thing as well I really love the concept the idea that whatever of body image But I also wasn't sure I was, um, I had enough knowledge about it. I thought I had a good degree of knowledge, probably more than uh, a lot of other coaches. But I didn't feel completely knowledgeable. And one of the things you said early on, um, and it might have been in one of your podcasts, and it was like, learn, like you make yourself know as much as you can. (laughs) Because of course, that's going to make you more confident. And it absolutely did. So like just looking at articles and research and um conflicting arguments and anything that is going to increase your knowledge and ability to help people with this stuff is going to help you feel more confident in in delivering it
0: and you couldn't have done that if you hadn't have decided really early on in our first intensive to go all in on body image yeah when we first started working together it was very much i help people just become the best version of themselves i help people kind of get out of diet culture feel amazing in their bodies and their minds, you know, work on their relationship with food, work on emotional eating. You had, there were like three prongs. It was like relationship with food, emotional eating, or, um, body image. And those were the, I remember the three things that we were kind of wavering on and you were like, I think I'm going to be like an emotional eating coach. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so we unpack it and unpack it and unpack it. And eventually we settled on the fact that actually every single one of those things, comes back down to the way you see yourself, which body image. Yeah. And so uh, that that for us felt really cozy because body image was the thing, that one belief, like you said, that everything can come back to. So you can speak about emotional eating in response to the way you feel about yourself. You mm-hmm. can speak about... Um, you know, relationships with food in relation to yourself. You can speak about uh, like, you know, how exercise relates back to body image. It's like it can all come down to that one belief that you had. And so I think getting clear on that for us was just the, the biggest shift that you could have made because that's been able to snowball into you being the only person for this very specific thing instead of knowing a little bit about all yeah. of it things if I if we'd have said at the beginning right you're an emotionally eating body image and relationship with food and self-coach then you wouldn't be Mm -hmm. being asked on podcasts now to to guest speak about body image you wouldn't be in big crazy like famous let's just say groups to talk about the topics that you are an expert at you wouldn't be probably even like your podcast for example you know reached over a thousand plays it's probably way more than that now but you reached over a thousand plays a couple of weeks ago and when you were going to, I remember you text me at 300 odd plays, like, I- I'm going to give up, like, I just don't think this is worth it now. But it's like being clear as shit in your messaging, being clear on what you actually deliver to people as a coach, that's yeah. created this snowball for you. Yeah. But talk to me about that decision, because that you could have just been like, no, I don't want to close myself off. I don't want to close off what I speak about. I, you know, it can feel scary, It you can hesitate, you can be like, Oh, I don't know. Like, is this really the the decision to make? Now, I know for you, like you are, you are not one to wait on moving. Like you are a decision, like we go, right, let's do something. And then five minutes later you've texted me, like, done it, what's next? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I love this for you. like amazing news. But like from working with you, I know that you are the woman who just makes the moves. Like you say you're going to do something and you go all in on it, but I, I want to know, was there a, a little piece of you behind the scenes that was like, I don't know if this is the right move? And what made you do it anyway?
1: Because it felt most authentic to me. It, it was, it just felt like I would mean everything. You know, I don't want to, I can't do it when you're just saying the things you don't really stand behind. I never have been, you know, I'm very, what you see is what you get. And if I am giving a false message or like you've talked about on your other podcast, like drawing people in with the promise of like, just come with me, I'll help you lose a stone. um, That's just a lie. Like that's, that's, there's no point in doing that because when they come into my world, if they've got a really messed up relationship with food and I start saying, look, let's, let's do this and that. And they say, look, I just want to lose weight here. Like this is not what I signed up for. That's not helping either of us. And so just, being having it was almost like giving you gave me permission to be my most authentic self, and then it was like right green light, let's go. And of course, I'm not saying that I didn't have reservations, but the appeal of of being able to be authentic and how good I know that feels that outweighed everything else. And then it was about increasing my knowledge so that I then became confident. And do you know what? I just I wanted to be good I wanted to be good in a specific area rather than just okay at a few different things and yeah so authenticity and just wanting to like level up basically yeah
0: I love this because I think this as well this is made it so easy for you to sell on Instagram. Like, I mean, before we started working together, like, I don't know if you really even sold your stuff. Like you weren't shouting about it for sure. Um, You know, maybe you'd be like, DM me for coaching. DM me, let's <laughs> chat. Like no obligation. Let's just have a chat. Like you weren't unapologetic about selling on Instagram. Now I would say you sell almost every single day, like in yeah. some capacity. Tell me about that. Tell me how, like, where has that come from? Aside from obviously the fact that you feel like you can just shout about it because you fully stand behind it and believe in it. Like, what was that shift for you? Why is it so much less scary now that you're feeling more authentic about it?
1: Well, number one, I've started to look at myself as a coach. And I think when someone has come into the game and they haven't been doing it for 20 years, 10 years, you know, I've been doing it for three years, And so most of my working life has been in the corporate world and you can definitely carry some, oh, well, this is just a side hustle. I'm not really that person, am I? And so you've got to start embodying it and and being like, this is what I do. And when you've also built up, like I used to right in the beginning run like £30 for 30 days programs. And I absolutely loved them. They were probably like the best time I've ever had with coaching because it was just, it was brilliant. I love the ladies that, and and I don't even really know sort of where they came from. It was just a a variety of places, but the group were just awesome. Some of them are still, like I'm still in touch with them now, but of course it was low cost. And it was like, I was just dipping my toe in the water. And so it's like, when you have that transition into, this is my business, it took me a long time to say like, my business it felt like I was a fraud kind of you know oh you're just playing at this so you've really got to step into it and be like this is what I do like not only is this what I do but I'm good at it and I've got loads of feedback to show that and so you've got to kind of drop the whatever you used to do if it was a side hustle if it was like you've got to step into I am a coach this is what I do no one is ever going to buy from me and trust me if I'm like yeah I kind of do this thing because like who's going to sign up with you then but yeah it's so one so the first part was just seeing myself as a a coach yeah. um, and then secondly it was very much looking at you have a service that is really going to help people so it's it's not icky and you have your your course selling without the ick it's it's pushy sales I'm sure we've all had pushy sales on us at some point and it is icky But when you are trying to provide a service for someone to help their life, that's not icky, that's okay. (laughs) And the people that don't want it won't buy from you and the people that are desperate for it and really need it, they will sign up and they will get results and they'll go off and they'll feel a lot better. They'll be able to cope with their, their food relationship, they'll feel so much better about themselves, their mindset will have changed. And, and that feels good. So Whenever I get any resistance. And of course it's Black Friday this week. So um yeah, it's like, oh God, do I want to bombard people? Do I want to, oh, I don't know. I've got, I think, 250 people on my email list. And if I, you know, my my, my emails, I love writing. Um, I love, love writing. And so they're a bit of an outlet for me. And you know, there's an art in writing an email and then at the end kind of push, not pushing, but like drawing attention to something that could help them if it's right for them. But when it's Black Friday and the like, you kind of have to go in with this. Like, this is what I'm, these are the offers. It's not lasting for long, you know, getting get quick. So it has to be a bit salesy in that respect. Whenever I've sent a more sales-based email, I'll get an unsubscribe. Yeah. Might get a couple because yeah, they're, they're not looking for my services and that's cool. But it's it's reframing those those you know those unsubscribes. And if ever I'm having some resistance around selling, I think of the 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 people or like my I don't know, my favorite outcome for a client and how much we've helped her. Yeah. And that person is sitting out there somewhere, and by being too meek and saying, Oh god, no, I don't want to say about that because you know, ugh um i've I've just deprived her from feeling a hell of a lot better about herself. So think about those pe- those people. Think about your ideal client,
0: yes. Like that to me is just so like, but you can see that in your content specifically as well. You can see that you genuinely care behind it and you know that you're not like, I always say selling is serving, and serving is selling. Yes. It's like, you know, you're going to show up and you're going to shout about your shit because duh, it's going to help so many people. And I think this is something that's that you've really just like, I don't know what the word is, but like it shined a light on for yourself is just how... Powerful showing up and selling your stuff can actually be for your community, not for you. Like yes, for you because duh, you're literally quitting your job, moving to Thailand, tripled your income <laughs> in six months. Like I could go on having your highest cash month yet. Like you know, being asked on all the podcasts, being the expert of things. Like you've achieved so much in the six months, and but the the heart of it is still your people. The heart of yeah. it is still your community, and I think that's so important to keep hold of like you know when you're a millionaire coach in thailand asking me to come on a retreat with you yes (laughs) um i'll be there shouting at how good your community is and how much you give a shit because that's something for you it's just in your heart it's in your nature um and i just I, i love that you can feel that in your marketing and in your messaging because then it doesn't feel like sales. Like, yeah, you're going to send me an email that says, buy this thing. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I should buy the thing because mm. you're still serving me by giving me the thing. And so I I just, I love that energy that you come at it with, uh, that you come at your sales with. But you've been a part of mentorships and coaching and, and in experiences, programs, things like that before. I want to know what the shift is. What's the, because like the last six months for you, in in I see it as like a full-on skyrocket. I'm like, you have taken the hell off you have like there's just a fire under you that you know I didn't see if I'm quite honest when we first started working together and maybe because you know everything it beats you down after a while when things aren't working but tell me what's different between the last three years of you you know being in other programs or trying it yourself and then the last six months like what changed what was the main shift
1: as I said before, it was just having someone to bounce my ideas off of. So when you go into uh, group programs, I love communities, I think you can get so much and being in the mastermind is fantastic, you know, hearing uh, from the other coaches, seeing their wins to inspire you, or um, hearing their wobbles, so that we can like catch each other, you know, the power of community is phenomenal. But if you are not clear, if you don't have very much direction you're a bit lost then I, I don't think a group can drill down into the things that you need and so that's where I think you really need kind of some one-to-one and it can it you know that intensive was fantastic so even in a month you can get clear you know but I think I just spent a lot, a lot of time just kind of trying things out and I knew what I needed was one-to-one and I'm just um, grateful that on the intensive, the amount of support you gave me was incredible. It was much more than I was expecting. Um, And it was just that that back and forth. It was just like, oh, hang on, you know, what about this? And then, and of course, when you do that, then, oh, but hang on, what about this? And it was like, I just needed to have this massive kind of like shake up and sort out. And then it was like, right, okay. And just on the selling as well, or the, the passion side of it, whether it's selling, whether it's just talking on your stories, when you're clear, and you're given an authentic message, your passion comes out so much easier. You talk with conviction, you get riled up about things, or you get excited about things. And I've never really been one to call other people out. It's not really my style to like bag, bag on other coaches and and their methods, because it's like, just stay in your lane, do your thing. It's not needed but I will get passionate about my message and what I stand for and how much I think it is crucial to do body image work alongside any fat loss goal. Because when you don't, you are leaving yourself open to feeling just as bad when you're in a smaller body. And that is not what you want after putting in work and effort. So, so yeah, I think, I think you notice, you just feel more passionate. You're just like, it just, yeah, the lid comes off
0: yeah and then when that lid comes off it's like everyone wants to jump in that tin with you do you know what I mean like everyone <laughs> wants to just be there in your energy because you are so passionate about it and I think this is you know it, it's part of what just makes that sort of magnetic vibe that you give off and something that actually is a real strength of yours is collaboration and like working with other people and not just like co- uh, clients but you know you you make connections so well with people and I think that's partly because of your passion you know and because obviously you you kind of hone down your message to be you are the expert at the one thing Um, but tell me about how you actually go about collaborating because I think this is something that coaches are scared to do, hesitate against because they're like, oh, but what if people say no? What if there's rejection? What if, you know, what if I have nothing to say on a podcast or whatever? Something you have never been afraid of is a little bit of spicy outreach, a little bit of getting into people's DMs, creating conversations, making the first move. Like I'm picturing you swiping on Tinder and being the first one to text them. Do you know what I mean? Not that we know what Tinder is anymore, but like that sort of thing you are exceptional art huh? and it's meant that you have had your foot in the door of a lot of different places. You know, you, you've been able to create those connections really deeply and, you know, real far out, real wide. And that's something that I think has helped you so much in in growing your business over the last six months. How? Tell me the ghost. you know what I mean? Tell me how yeah. you get to this point.
1: Okay, so I'm naturally like, a conversationalist so I've got that on my side I think you know if you're very shy and introvert then it might be harder to reach out but again being clear on my messaging and having the podcast and and knowing kind of what I stand for it makes it so much easier to reach out so obviously when you are you know don't have the big following and you're kind of sm- a smaller outfit then Part of the part of the thing that you have to do really is networking, because you can put out all the content and whatever, but you know the IG algorithm can do you dirty all the time, and you can't rely on that. So you have to go out there. So obviously you can do lives, you can go onto podcasts, you can get people on your podcast. Now the podcast, yes, I messaged you at like three hundred um, listens, and I was like, hmm, and I, it was just kind of bite size episodes that I was doing because uh, that's what I like to listen to and I was like is anyone really you know listening is anyone really bothered about this and then I had a chat with you and I was like rebrand like, like I'm doing it and so I rebranded it to from the inside out because that is the philosophy of my coaching and as soon as I had that I suddenly just had this this platform to go oh I can just go and ask a bunch of people on now you know this is fantastic and not only that it's what I love to do. And something that you've, I screenshotted one of your posts from Yonks ago, and it was like, what do you love doing? What sets your soul on fire? Because I think we forget this a lot. It's like, oh, well, I just do the things. Do you, do you like doing those things? You know, there's certain things in coaching I would—I could take or leave them, but I love having conversations. And so the podcast gave me an absolutely brilliant thing to not only reach out but like i had a purpose to reaching out so it was like oh i have a podcast would you be interested in coming on and it surprised me how many people said yes because you think they'll think no thanks and you don't know that so you've just got to do it i mean what's the worst that's going to happen you won't get a reply so you know it's these things help you build resilience which as a coach you need to deal with when the coach when the the clients leave if you get comments that are negative on your posts, you know, you need resilience. And so even just sending out some messages and having some spicy outreach, that builds resilience. So even if you say, look, I'm literally not expecting any responses, but I'm doing this to make myself uncomfortable so that, it, you know, I, I learn and I grow I'm doing it. And so I would, so I've got a list of people who are like dream guests, um, guests that I've already had some form of interaction with that I'm probably more comfortable with, they'll say yes. And then people that I'll just kind of find in my um, same niche. And, and, but it gives you such a good license to be like, God, who's out there. Let's go have a look. And when you get the yeses, it's fantastic. Um, You know, I've, I've had some recent yeses to people with really big followings. And so that's really exciting for me. And the more that happens, the more you're like, I'll do that again I'll do that again you know it's not an automatic now every time Yeah. Um, and I think networking is just so valuable and you'll be surprised like most coaches are in the same boat and they'll get a message from you and you think that they're going to be like you know no thanks you've only got a small following and they're not they're like yeah I'd love to like love to have a chat especially if you when have
0: you've a- got something to bring to the table as well like you know if you're positioned as just like another coach that can do another bunch of things then it's more likely that someone's gonna like see your page and be like oh I don't know like there's like what can they kind of give me that I can't already give my audience but when you are really laser focused on a specific message it's like Duh, of course, I want a body image expert in my space. Do you know what I mean? Of course. My people would love that. My people need that. And it opens up so much more room for you to come in as an authority. You know, you're you're coming into the mastermind uh, to do a um masterclass on how to coach body image for because that, you know, it's needed in the space. As you say, it's it's so needed. So, like it, it opens that door even further for you to say, hey. I've got this thing to bring to the table. Would you like to either come into my space or I'll come into your space or we do a straight swap and I come into yours and you come into mine and we can all cozy cozy up. You know, right. it gives you that sort of authority to say, "Here's what I offer, here's what I can offer you." Yeah. Do you want in on
1: it. Yeah. And like for example with a a, a recent outreach that I did, didn't expect a reply because she's got a large following and she came back and said, uh, "Yeah, we'd love to." And then um, I had, a, she's got her own podcast, I went through all of the episodes, and then sent her another voice note saying, just a thought, but you've got some fab episodes, but there's not actually one that's dedicated specifically to body image, would you be open to, you know, I'll come on to yours as well. And she was just like, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And it was like, that's not what I had planned in the beginning, I was just grateful if she replied. But I, it, but, but now it looks like we're both going on each other's. And that's fantastic. So, it's like, if you don't send that message, you don't know. And this is where I, I would just be open and you might just be surprised. And if you don't have a podcast, you don't have to like rush and start a podcast. I do think they're a great way to get your message across. Um, but if you don't have the capacity to, to start one, then lives on Instagram are fantastic. Yeah. Um. There are different ways to collaborate. And so it's just giving a bit of thought and a bit of, and yeah, like what what can you offer? But if you're sitting there, like I used to be going, I don't know what I offer, then I would urge you to, yeah, it, it's about getting clear on that. And it's difficult because if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't have a niche, I don't know, then it's about just getting back to the drawing board and being like, what do I love to coach? Like, think about my most uh, fulfilling calls I have with with clients. What did we uncover? What was the thing? What do I love to do? And then like, go try and make a thing out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah I mean I literally had this conversation with a a client today in in one of my intensives that you know she was again flitting between this message of like do I coach fat loss but really it's more like about the the person that they're becoming so like the identity that they're stepping into and I was like bro you're not a fat loss coach like you're just not you're just not like you teach people how to like she was saying that her clients are like having sex with their partner again for the first time in like a year yeah. or um you know quitting their freaking jobs and yeah. get it like and starting their own businesses they are going on dates they are asking for the promotions you know that's not because they lost fat so yeah. we, what are we talking about here and it's it's being able to be unafraid to step into that newness and like commit like yes. commit to the bit for long enough like you if you if you'd have Committed to the the body image, because there was actually a point. I think it was about maybe five or six weeks in. And I'm gonna have to go back and check this, but yeah. there was a point in our message train on WhatsApp that was maybe about six weeks in where you were like, Oh, I don't know. I think I, I think maybe I could should go back to me- like it maybe emotional eating, maybe just like general relationship with yourself. Like, and I was like, commit to the bit. I didn't say commit to the bit, but it sounds funner than what I probably said, which was like, believe in yourself, you've got this. (laughs) But like, commit to it. Commit to it for a little bit longer because you did that six months ago and you stuck with it, even when, and we'll say it straight up, even when it felt like it wasn't working, even when four clients in a row dropped, even when, you know, you had a big, the biggest income dip, maybe. Like, you are now at your highest cash month yet, last month. You are you've tripled your recurring revenue and it's steady and it feels safe and it doesn't feel like it's going to fall like a house of cards any second. Like you quit your freaking job to move to Thailand after six months ago, saying to me, I'm so close to giving up. I think I might give (laughs) up. It was kind of a last ditch attempt for you. Like this is just because you decided to go all in and commit to the bit.
1: Yeah. And I think there's, it's a fantastic movement now that more and more coaches are, Not just giving out uh, calorie targets. Like they know that it's more than that. They know that it's a relationship with food. They're um, upskilling themselves. They're trying to, you know, do courses and understand that there is more to it. And that is fantastic. But of course, that means that there's a lot of coaches out there going, I'm a bit confused with where I'm sitting now and what like ah I I think I might have done a 180 here and can I do that and you know the answer is yes you can um but you 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 kind of have to do it rather than yeah. um like keep going back and forward but I can you know just coming from a place of authenticity is just the best feeling and so you know not that I think that everything's going to blow up but you want to be able to look back and just be like I did it. My most authentic self, I enjoyed the coaching that I gave. I know that it had the impact that I wanted on those uh, clients I had. Um, and that is, that makes me feel really good. You don't want to look back and be like, Oh, ah, yeah, I just did it for quick cash grabs and like, it didn't feel good, but you know, Hey, ho um, it depends what sort of person you are. Like there, there are different people out there to, to fill every different slot. It's it's, but I, and the coaches that are drawn to you are the people that are a lot more compassionate and do kind of want to make that difference and I just wanted to touch on as well how important and helpful it was for me to create a framework Mm -hmm. because this is something that you said have you got a framework right at the beginning and I was just like "Mm, not really Uh, and you were like go away and have a think about like what (laughs) well, just how you coach your people, like what you take them from and to and what is the framework? And I was like, okay, cool. And I don't know where it came from, but I sat down and just like, boom, boom, boom. I was like, beliefs, number one, behaviors, number two, breaking the cycle, number three, rebuilding trust, number four. And everything I do goes back to that. And so this is super useful for content because yes, body image, yep, fantastic. And everything kind of ties in with that. But just having that structure, that like, where does that fit in? Okay, that belief fits into your belief system. Where does that fit in? into your behaviors? What is this tool? This is a tool to break the cycle. It just really, really helps you have that framework and that structure. And it's almost like when you're telling clients to um, identify their values and like, does it fit into your values? Does it align with your values? Then you're on a good run. And it's the same thing. Does it fit into your framework? If it doesn't, what have you got in there? It's probably surplus, probably not what you're trying to teach get it out.
0: That's it. It's like, it helps you just stick to exactly what you need to discuss and and, and how to kind of get that one belief across. I think you're so right. And Honestly, the other great thing about a framework is that it gives you a repeatable process to go through with your clients as well. You know, you can say to your clients, we're in this phase right now. Um, And it makes it so clear for them. It makes it so clear for you. It gives you evidence that you can do what you do. It gives you confidence because you go, holy shit balls. I know what I'm talking about. Who knew? You know, (laughs) you can literally sit and step by step say, we're going to start here. We're going to go here. We're going to end here. Like, everything gets easier inside of your business. So I'm so glad that you found so much value from, from adding frameworks in. Mm. Um, I actually have a, like an entire module on it. Well, I guess a couple of lessons on it in the reboot now because of that, because like where you found it so helpful, a couple of other clients that I was having those conversations with at the time, like it's game. It's so game changing for your business that Mm. I couldn't not teach it in some bigger capacity. Um, But how do you know it came to you? Like, how did it come to you? Because you said it just came to you. In my eyes, because I know when we had the conversation about it, you were saying that like, well, I don't know, because everyone comes in at different points and everyone kind of goes through a different journey. And so everyone's at a different place. People want different things. So, and this is the objection that a lot of coaches have is like, but everybody's different. And for you, everybody's different as well. So how did you whittle it down to that? This is exactly what I do in four steps
1: well before that framework i w- i kind of w- would do like thrive with five and so i would look at like five key areas that i felt everybody needed to address to to better their health so that could also be a good framework just like what what are the areas what are the pillars that you specifically look at um but i think it was just because that was you know so one pillar one pillar is your nutrition one pillar is your exercise and yeah that's great like that I still stand by those five things have been incredibly important but it was delving deeper for me and so it was what is the commonality here what is the commonality and every single person that struggles with their relationship with food has a certain belief system around how they look at food and no that belief system is not always going to be the same they're not all going to have the same food rules but they are going to have food rules. They are going to have beliefs around food that are not helping them. And so I so I think when you can when you can find patterns and commonalities, like sit down and do a brainstorm. like what what are the top things that your clients keep keep saying? what What are the main problems? And then what kind of area or uh, piece of the puzzle is going to help them? and and then that's part of your framework. Yeah. So if you can just kind of go, you know, I, I don't know if you've gotten to like the word pain points and all that, but like what what are the obstacles for people and how do you fix them? And then create like turn that into a key part of your framework.
0: Yeah. Like think about it just like stepping stones. What's yeah. the first step? What's the second step? What's the third step? And it's like, what's the next logical move for those people? Mm-hmm. Um and and like, you will find if you're sitting here right now, like, oh, but you know, everyone really is different. And like this person needs that and that person needs this. What does that come down to as well? Like the first step you would probably do with everybody would be identifying those truths that they believe are truths and you know is limiting beliefs. And that's why you've got beliefs in there as a step. Do you know what I mean? So it's like coming back to the, the foundation of of what is that first logical step and then the next logical step. So I love that I love that you thought very framework so helpful. Um yeah. tell me before I let us go because I know we are coming up we're, well we're 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 well out of time by now but it's okay <laughs> it's okay we're good. Um you know us we it was never going to be a 30 minutes was it? Um but tell tell me i guess just one thing that if if anyone can take just one thing away from this episode what do you want them to know?
1: That even if you're small with only a handful of clients and not a very big following don't compare yourself to other people unless in the respect that you're going to make it inspire you Uh, um, and and like stay in your lane like don't like put the blinkers on and then zone in on what you're going to do so of course you can look at what other people are doing for inspiration for whatever but just know that like it's all relative. And so like the growth that I've had is huge. And yet, you know, if I compared myself to other coaches out there, I'd feel bad every single day because I'd be like, oh, I'm still small. But it doesn't matter because I'm fulfilling what I want to do. And the other thing that I would say for to for people to take away is to please take action because there is nothing more soul crushing than just sitting there and not doing the things. And oh, it's just, I... Yeah, it's it's not the right place to be when you feel like you've got potential and you're holding back from taking action, either because you don't think you're capable, you don't think anyone's going to listen. People are listening and people are going to come to you, but you've got to stay consistent and you've got to take action.
0: Yeah. I'm like literally tearing up because I just feel like you, you could have so easily six months ago done the opposite of that like you could have so easily been in that boat where you just didn't take the action you didn't do the stuff you like you you know that whole meme that's like going through and like chopping away not chopping what's the word like cutting away to get the diamond and then they give up and turn back and they're just like inches yeah like literal inches like that you could have just so easily turned around and gone, Do you know what? No drama lama, I'm just gonna go back and, and keep keep sticking to my nine to five because it's comfortable and it's safe. And you
1: just didn't. And like And cool. can I just um also just one last thing. I had a real fear that being more successful meant tons more work. It does not. And so if anyone is like, oh, but if I put more work in, it's just gonna come back tenfold, like it doesn't. I'm working so much smarter now, and that is like such a thing of yours that like we're not here to just drill ourselves into the ground and work 24 hours a day like we are here to have a good life and on you know as well as coaching we need to have like a fulfilling personal life um and so I would say that I work less now um having been more successful so if that's uh, hopefully that's some inspiration like you do not have to work 24 hours a day to get here you really don't
0: yeah it's about working less just m- working more intentionally
1: Yes, um, absolutely. I'll make
0: a I'll make a better sound bite than that. So <laughs> sure. um, but thank you so much for being here, Donna. I am like fully gonna um put Donna's links in the show notes of this episode. But also what I will say is if you want Donna to come in and do a guest training in your spaces you know maybe you've got a library full of trainings maybe you've got a group program um this is just like speaking on body image and and how to kind of get the best results out of your clients through body image work is something that Donna is so exceptional at and as you can clearly you know hear from this episode something she's so passionate about doing as well so if you've got a podcast or a group program or a training vault or anything like that feel free to dm i'm like fully, fully like pimping you out here actually do oh, you- no. <laughs> Ahead. i'm like i mean make friends with her fast of course <laughs> don't just uh use her for our knowledge but you know if you do want to to chat about that with donna i'm sure she'll be happy to kind of come into your spaces um and and, and deliver a training for your your people of course thank you for having me